Hi, and welcome to today's episode of The Property Pod. Today, I'm joined by Gemma and Emma from Gemstone Mortgages. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, tell us a bit about Gemstone then. Uh, Well, we are a friendly team of mortgage brokers. Um, We're based in Colchester, but we cover the whole of the UK, um, arranging mortgages for first-time buyers, um, home movers, if you're looking to upsize. Um, We do remortgages, um, buy-to-let investors, um, and we're just really passionate about giving the right advice, really, and doing the right things for our clients. Yeah. And you're all female team, I think, as well. We are, bar one. We've got what we bar do one. have one boy, Tyler, who works with us on a Saturday. But otherwise, yes, we are a female oh, strong team. Very cool, yeah. <laughs> Great. And um, what factors do you think are important in determining what you can borrow as a second-time buyer? Oh, I think it all starts really with um, how much your property is worth. Because obviously, you need to probably sell a property before you can buy your next one. Yeah. Um, so the first step is probably going to be to get your property valued um, and know what it's worth. Because then we can determine how much equity we've got in the property to be able to use for your deposit. Mm. Um, I mean, we know a number of estate agents that we work with, so we always normally point our clients in the right directions, um, the right direction for that. Um, but then once we know what, what they can what they can actually um, put down as a deposit, we can then look at their affordability, mm-hmm. which ultimately that's what it all comes down to. Mm. So how much do they earn? Um, what do they have um, outgoing? Um, and then just working out what they can afford to borrow on a mortgage. Yeah, just being practical, I suppose. And yeah, like, yeah. also about factoring in some moving costs because a lot of home movers don't think about the cost of moving mm. and, you know, solicitor's fees, estate agency fees, stamp duty, which mm. they may not have paid on their first purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's factoring those things in as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, great. And um, what does a second-time buyer need to be able to qualify for a higher mortgage, do you think? Uh, well, I think if most people would like to think that their property's gone up in value um, since buying their first property. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, normally that will give them a bigger deposit. But again, it's just about aff- affordability. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to be earning the right amount of money to warrant going the next step and being able to borrow it. Um, I mean, we always make sure that we do like an extensive budget plan with them. So they know what the extra money is going to be for their like higher bills maybe if they're moving to a bigger property um bigger mortgage prices um so yeah just factoring all of that in and just making sure that they're aware that that they've got to step up really and pay a little bit more um each month oh definitely and um what do you think is the best type of mortgage for second time buyers to get i don't think you can really answer that question because no two clients are the same yeah um, so everyone's needs are different. It depends on their individual plans mm. um, and, you know, future plans and priorities. So I wouldn't say there's a best type of mortgage for a home mover mm-hmm. um, or a purchaser. No, I mean, you've got like fixed rates, tracker <coughs> rates, variable rates. Do you want a, a two-year, a three-year, a five-year? Yeah. But yeah, like Emma said, it's just like, it's actually finding out what is for that client, like what's their preferences, what's their needs and and building something that's bespoke for them really. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you can't pinpoint it down to one thing because it's no. just so everyone's needs are different Absolutely. and all this different yeah. stuff that just factor in. Yeah. That's why it's really important to get advice. Like mm. um, rather than trying to make the decision yourself without knowing really what's out there, yeah. it's getting advice from, from a professional um, that can then take down your needs and then actually um, advise you something that's the right thing for you. Yeah, and definitely. a lot of lenders now don't necessarily advise you they can inform you of what's available from their their bank um but it's not really advising you on what's right for your Mm -hmm. individual circumstances Mm -hmm. so that's really important yeah definitely and um 
If you're buying a freehold or a leasehold property, which type of mortgage do you think is best for a second-time buyer? I know we sort of just said, oh, it's not really one. <laughs> do you know, but... <laughs> again, like, there's no kind of like different products for mm. a freehold or a leasehold. But what we would need to do is just factor in the the costs of a leasehold property because you've got your ground rent and your service charges usually. Mm. And that can then have an impact on how much you can actually borrow. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main difference really is going to be with your solicitors. Like the solicitors have to do a lot more work with a leasehold property. So mm. it might be a little bit more costly for you so mm-hmm. we need to factor that in as well um but it doesn't necessarily mean that you it's a different type of mortgage it's just factoring the cost of the leasehold in to ensure that it still fits on affordability yeah and do you think that covid19 and brexit has had an impact on mortgage rates i think we've seen so much like up and down haven't we over the last like 12 months especially i mean when we all first went into lockdown we had no access to like 90% or 95% loan to value mortgages. Yeah. Um, and when we did get them, they were, they just like, they came on the market and they went straight away because the demand for them was so high. Yeah. And interest rates were actually quite high as well, weren't they? Significantly rose. Yeah. I think there was so much uncertainty mm-hmm. in the market, what was going to happen with the economy. Um, the rates did increase and like Gemma said you know high loan to value mortgages just were withdrawn from the market altogether mm. at one point but then we've had other schemes um, stamp duty holiday oh yeah yeah that yeah, obviously yeah. boosted the market massively and then yeah. the d- demand was there um, and lenders felt more comfortable I think once the furlough scheme was kind of established and there was mm. kind of grants and everything put in place to ensure people's income was more stable lenders then felt more relaxed to be able to lend um, so they dropped their prices um, yeah. and we've seen some fantastic rates yeah. I mean I'm quite sad and I get excited about interest oh. rates <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've seen some um, yeah some fantastic rates is like lower than one percent and we haven't seen that for years um but we have recently been then told obviously with the cost of living going up um inflation and we've been told by some of our lenders to to just to let us know that they they will potentially be putting their rates up in the next few months Mm. so now is the time to secure a rate if you can, basically. Yeah, yeah. do it now. Because yeah. I suppose it all affects everything, doesn't it? Everything is just inflated yeah. by everything. Higher the rate, the higher your mortgage yeah. payments. Oh, yeah. Bank of base rates going to go up at some point. And oh. I think the money it costs banks to buy in and sell their money has increased in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's imminent, we feel, that rates will go up, which mm. is why it's really important if your rate's coming to an end now to, to review it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And what are the pros and cons for a second-time buyer buying a new build property, do you think? I think this has changed actually a little bit because they've now withdrawn helped buy for second-time purchasers. So helped buy was a great scheme that really did help a lot of people, but now it's only available to first-time buyers. So as a second-time buyer, you're going to need a bigger deposit. So with houses, you're going to need 10 to 20% deposit to buy a new build house. Flat sometimes is even, it can be um, a lot harder to get a new build flat. However, there has been a new scheme that's been um, that's been bought in by just a few lenders that are allowing um, second-time buyers to purchase with a 5% deposit. I think we've seen about, what, three lenders so far yeah. coming in with that. Um, so it, it is becoming a little bit easier. Yeah, that's really interesting as well. 5%, yeah. 5% on a house. 5% wow. deposit, yeah. Oh, get me a house. <laughs> that's what I need right now. Wow, that's amazing. That's really cool. And um, can people buy a second property with a residential mortgage, do you know? 
Um, yeah, it really depends on the circumstance. Um, so if you've got a need, if you've already got your own home and you want to buy a second residential home, maybe a holiday home, or if you work maybe further away and you want somewhere to stay where you're working, or maybe for a dependent relative to live in, then yes, that is that is doable. But you have to be able to afford both properties. So a lender is going to establish that you're um, afford, that you can afford to pay two households worth of bills, mortgages, and everything. So it's not just you know, I'm going to, it's just not just that mortgage, it's, it's both of them that you're going to need to afford. Or if you were buying a buy-to-let, if it wasn't going to be as a, a second residential, then you can, you can do that as long as you've got a big enough deposit. Hmm. Okay, great. And uh, can a second time buyer apply for more than one mortgage at a time? Like, how can they do that? Is there a best way? Would it affect their Again, credit it probably score? depends on the circumstances. But yes, like Gemma said, you know, some people might be buying a buy-to-let and you might be remortgaging your residential at the same time as buying that buy-to-let and you might have two mortgages run alongside each other. That's completely normal. Um, you wouldn't want to have too many applications running at the same time unnecessarily, but yeah. in some situations, absolutely, it makes sense to have more than one running at the same time. And which options are available to repay your mortgage early and which ones are the best? It depends on the mortgage that you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of people are usually in like a fixed um, rate. So during that fixed period, there will be early repayment charges if they would repay the mortgage in full. Most lenders do allow you to do a 10% um, overpayment of your outstanding balance in any 12-month period without charging you any money. So if you can make overpayments monthly, then absolutely do that. They calculate the interest on a daily basis usually. Um, so then it's just going to reflect and bring down your mortgage term. Um, so um, if you have a more flexible mortgage, it may well be that you don't have any early repayment charges, um, in which case you can just make overpayments as, as you wish. Oh, um, so, but yeah, but if you if you are tied in, it's that 10% of the outstanding balance in any 12-month period. That's the, the key to it, really. Okay. What we are finding at the moment is where some people are coming near to the end of their fixed rate and are worried about rates going up as we're now working out is it worth you paying the early repayment charge that you've got left on your remaining mortgage to be able to remortgage now to secure that you know low fixed rate for the next five years or so Mm. Um, because you know in however many months time when their rate is due to end rates may have gone up by then so Mm. we're having a lot more clients call us now to say let's just review this is it worth me paying that charge to secure Mm. a new rate now yeah which sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Mm. And like at currently, I suppose it is like the time to get a mortgage. I mean, well, to do or any of that sort of stuff because of all the inflation and it's just going to go more expensive, I reckon. I suppose rates yeah. are going to get more expensive soon. The yeah. thing is, we yeah. never know what's going to happen. No one's mm. got a crystal ball. If we did, we'd be <laughs> very rich. <laughs> yeah. um, but no one does have a crystal ball. So we, we can we, we can plan ahead and we can kind of try and like assess the risk of the rates going up but we just we, we never know and ultimately it's then just down to the client mm-hmm. do you want to take the hit and pay on a fee to leave your current mortgage to secure a longer fixed rate at a reasonable rate rather than chance it and it could go up mm-hmm. okay great and uh, why is payment protection and life insurance important for second-time buyers? I think it's important for anyone buying a house, to be honest. Stupid question. <laughs> Very um, broad. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, I think there's, there's so many things that can happen that are outside of our control. Um, and we work hard to buy houses, you know. Normally we we're saving hard. Um, it's our family home and it's like it's something that we've worked we've worked extremely hard for to get Mm. Um, and then if something was to happen that was just out of your control you were to get sick or if someone was to pass away um, the last thing you want to do then is to have to sell your house and the security around you Mm. so by having um, those 
those policies really in place it's just protecting yourself against the worst that could happen yeah definitely okay and um should second time buyers write a will as a consequence of this oh i I absolutely believe that everybody should write a will i think it's so many people we speak to say like oh wait until i've got something because Mm. i've got nothing to leave anyone there's always something that means something something sentimental to you even if it's not of monetary value um but certainly i mean your house if you've a got cat. a cat, I have three. <laughs> oh yeah, very precious. <laughs> um, but chi- but children especially. I mean, if you don't have a will and something happens to both parents, yeah. then there's nothing that's written down to say who you would you want to be the legal guardian of your child, and then mm. the state decide. And that's that's just you never know what's what's going to happen there. Yeah, exactly. So absolutely, a will is is very important to ensure you have something in place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for coming yeah, on today. It's been thank great to have you on. Having us. And um, yeah, if for all you guys at home, if you'd like to share, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.